young and ambitious student with dreams and hopes to be successful realizes and learns while still in college that there is a way to be financially independent. 21-year-old Morris Vonish realizes and viewed real estate as his calling for independence and wealth. Morris got a first-hand look at what real estate can do by renting his own apartment in college and realized the passive income his landlord was enjoying. He does not realize it yet, but he was going to be a major influence in the world of real estate. What he learned in the past 18 years, he will teach you today, and it's all free of charge. There's an entrepreneur locked inside of you. The key to freedom is information, the kind of information you find here on the Morris Vonish Real Estate Investor Show. No fluff, no theory, just real-life practices. He is not a professional speaker or a teacher, but first and foremost, an investor. Here's the real estate man, Morris Vonish. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Morris Bonish with the Real Estate Mentor Show. I'd like to welcome everybody to the show. Just uh, talking real estate all day today, and I like to reflect as as real estate progresses. And we are in a kind of a weird market. It's been a seller's market. People out there are buying. There's a lot of activity. Of course, a lot of the acquisitions are with cash buyers, which is uh, probably at a record high. We've not seen as much cash buyers as we've seen and uh, ever in the history of this uh, market at all to see over 50% of the closings being done with cash is just incredible uh, usually uh, the percentage of deals that close what percentage they are in cash exceeds uh, it never it, it's it's usually 10% 5% now we're seeing 50% that is definitely something that is uh, completely new to this market and what does that tell us what does that tell us as investors? What's the telltale of that? And I could tell you that just like during the subprime years where the majority of the sales were mortgages and people weren't putting very little money down, the previous boom that we went through was completely supported with financing. And that wasn't healthy. You can't say that was healthy because people don't have skin in the game. And now, the second boom is supported by 100% skin in the game over half the time. So you can't blame that the environment is going to get hurt because of financing. You're not going to have a lot of outbursts from that. So what we're going to have to think about is, wait a minute now, this second boom and all these prices are getting driven by cash buyers, it's like a false boom because – it's getting driven by cash, and that can only last a certain amount of time, and we all know that. So I was speaking to a friend of mine not too long ago, and he was asking me about an investment. Well, I'm looking at this condo. It's going to be between three and 400000 Well, what do you think? Is the market going to go up? Is it going to go down? Is this a good investment? Should I be buying this for 350000 Is it going to be worth more than that? Is it going to be worth less than that months or a year down the road? Nobody can give you a real good answer because nobody has a crystal ball. And understanding real estate investing, market value moves every three to six months. An appraisal report is only good for six months. And in some cases, a lot of banks, to be extra conservative, are only going back three months, which tells you that every three to six months, there's some kind of a change in the market value depends on what the market's doing. 
So to ask me that question, well, what do you think, if this is a good or a bad investment, whatever it is you're going to buy, assuming you're buying it for investment purposes, this is a, this is a show about real estate investing, not how to buy your own homestead. You're going to learn a lot of how to buy your own properties, but I want to make sure everybody understands this is about making money in real estate not necessarily making money on your own properties it's you know when i believe when you're buying something for your own and homestead you got to like it it's a different story but coming back to my point to answer your question do i know if something is a good deal or not a good deal nobody has a crystal ball you don't know so having said that my next question to him was look if you rented this property how much would it cost? How much can you get for this property? He said, this is a two-bedroom, two-bath. I said, okay. How much can you possibly get for a two-bedroom, two-bath in the greatest of neighborhoods? $2,000, $2,500, $3,000 a month? That's pretty good money for a two-two. Let's go with $2,500 a month, which is pretty aggressive. We're looking at taxes, um, maintenance, debt service. How much are you going to cost you to carry this? And it was right around that $2,500 a month. So at best, at best case scenario, you're breaking even. Not a great investment. Unless you're using it part-time for yourself, you need to think about how do we protect ourselves from volatile market values. And that is, even if you're looking to resell it, could you rent it and still make money? Could you rent it and still make money? And that's the question. I want to open up the show today. If anybody likes to ask, if anybody wants to call in or text me a question, um, you're welcome to do that. I'll be more than happy to do my best to answer it on the air. You could text me a question at 305-525-3540. Today we're going to talk about rental real estate. I'm going to talk to you about today about Section 8, do's and don'ts, why is it good, why could it be challenging, why is it advantageous, and what's the advantages and disadvantages to Section 8? That's today's topic. As I do every show, if you're interested in a free copy of my book, feel free to send me a text message at 305-525-3540. 525-3540. Would love to, um, to chime in and get you guys uh, to call in and ask me any questions, because questions everybody benefits uh, from, that's for sure. So uh, this is Morris Vonish with the Real Estate Mentor Show. And uh, if you'd like a free copy of my book, send me a text message at 305-525-3540. wrote a book uh, about seven years ago called The Road to Real Estate Wealth. And uh, it just turned into so much, so much excitement, and I absolutely love it. Let's talk about rental real estate. Again, the reason I got into the real estate business, what made me excited about the real estate business when the light bulb went off in my head and I knew deep in my heart this is what I wanted to be, was a real estate investor. I was nearly 21 years old. I was uh, still in college, ambitious kid, always wanted to be successful, didn't come for money, but I realized that I wanted to make money. I definitely had a lot of ambition. So the light bulb went off in my head when I realized I wanted to invest as a landlord. I wanted to be a landlord. I wanted rental real estate. And uh, to me, that's the most exciting part. So I'm going to talk to you about what I do because 
rental real estate is what gives you the power and having the freedom and having the ability to do what you want when you want. I was hanging out just now with my buddy Scott, and uh, we're sitting in his office, and uh, we're talking about rental real estate. We're talking about investments and uh, having the opportunity to do what you want when you want it and being able to truly understand what the business is about is is what really matters. And uh, let's talk about Section 8. A lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about Section 8 and how Section 8 is beneficial and how Section 8 can help you and what are the advantages and disadvantages of Section 8. Now, I, I, I got to tell you, to be a real estate investor, the name of the game is you want to buy the best properties you can buy that can make you the most amount of money. It sounds silly, right? But I want you guys to understand, to truly have good opportunities, you need to first understand that you don't have to live necessarily in areas that you invest in. A lot of investors have the misconception of picturing themselves in the property, seeing themselves living there and I'm not telling you to go into areas you're not comfortable in. I'm just telling you, first and foremost, really, you have to like the property. You have to be comfortable in a property. Uh, is you got to make sure that, first of all, it's got to look good on paper. I don't go into my car. I don't drive to a property. I don't waste my time unless a property already makes sense, unless a property... I can do the numbers on paper. I don't want to have to physically see it. I need to see it on paper. In other words, what's the asking price? What's it worth? What's the overhead on it? What's the operating cost? Taxes, insurance, maintenance, property management. And then in the end of the day, if I paid all those expenses, could I still make money based on the rent I'm going to charge? Could I make money? So Section 8 refers to a tenant not houses. You see, Section 8 refers to the tenant. In other words, if the tenant moves out, so does the assistance. Section 8 is a code of HUD. In other words, it's a federal program. It comes from Washington, D.C. And there's a Section 8 office throughout the country. You could have Section 8 in Hawaii, Alaska, and any other states in the country. It's a division of HUD. Now, the way you find a Section 8 tenant, and the best way to explain this to you is to first explain to you the process so you guys can understand that. The process of Section 8, you market a property just like any other property. There is a, um, a website called gosection8.com where you can get a list of tenants that are qualified in the property that you're trying to rent. You would market it the same way you would market any property, for rent sign, newspaper ad, gosection8.com, and Hopefully, you find a tenant that likes your property that has a Section 8 voucher, just like any other tenant. But when I have a Section 8 tenant, I don't do background check and I don't check income because that's something that they go through the program. It takes about three to five years to get on a Section 8 program. Obviously, um, they have to be in a certain income bracket, but um, it gives people the ability to find properties wherever they want and get assistance from the government. So. The process of the Section 8 voucher, I'm going to tell you the process real quick, and then I'll tell you kind of the advantages and disadvantages. Once you find a voucher in Section 8, you basically fill out the paperwork, uh, turn in the paperwork, 
Then they call you for inspection. Once they call you for inspection, you got to pass an inspection, which is a lot of minimum minimum housing program, just like check for windows operational, make sure there's smoke detectors, um, all the outlets are ground, operational, the air conditioning is working, appliances, they check all the burners, a lot of minimum housing, nothing too, uh, nothing too deep. Then if you fail the first time, which you could fail the first time, they'll reschedule another inspection, takes another couple of weeks. They'll give you a list of specifically what they need you to have in the unit. Once you pass that inspection, then they go into something they call the survey, where they it takes a couple of weeks for every process. So they make sure whatever you're asking, it's comparable to the area. Once you do that, then you go in and you sign the lease with the tenant. And Section 8 sometimes pays all or a portion of the rent. So, for example, if the rent's only $1,000 a month, Section 8 may pay 800 and the tenant pays 200 Just because somebody's on Section 8 doesn't mean they don't pay their rent. They have, they contribute a portion or all of it. It depends on um, their scenario and their income and how many bedrooms they have. So keep in mind that uh, that can also change every year because once a tenant moves in and the lease is in effect, now once a year you're going to have an inspection it's going to be an annual inspection, and once a year, the tenant gets recertified. So, in other words, their their contribution at what Section 8 pays could change annually, okay? So, you do need to go through major inspections up front for move-in. You do have to go through a bunch of paperwork, and that could change on an annual basis. Now, the advantages of Section 8, Section 8 will pay a portion or all the rent, Section 8 pays on time like clockwork. They do, but again, that's only the Section 8 portion of it. Section 8 uh, works well because they only look at bedrooms. So if you have a four-bedroom, one-bath, they'll pay you like a four-bedroom. They don't look at bathrooms. They do inspect the bathrooms, and you need to have at least one bathroom, but they only look at bedrooms. And uh, sometimes you do get better rents than private, and sometimes you don't. It depends on the situation. Now, some of the disadvantages, now keep in mind, guys, if you are a landlord that needs to get in a unit and get paid right away, Section 8 is not for you because it will take you about a month or two to get that first check. And it's going to take you a month of going through the process of the paperwork until you actually start getting paid. So Section 8, the government is in your business. When the government's in your business, you know things are going to go slower unfortunately. So um, you got to make sure that you understand that with guarantees, there's going to be limitations. There's going to be challenges. You want that guaranteed income, there's going to be challenges. And if the tenant doesn't hold up their end of the bargain and you do have to go through an eviction, you notify Section 8 of that eviction and the tenant does get kicked off the program. So they do want to protect that voucher. So having... I have about half and half, you know, some Section 8, some private. I don't do it all exclusively, but Section 8 could be a great thing, and it could also, you know, you got to go through the hoops, so you got to keep in mind. So there is an advantage and disadvantage to having a Section 8, um, Section 8 tenant. So, I mean, I try to kind of give you guys a basic idea of how Section 8 works. I hope you understand that. If you want to find out some information, if you have any questions, feel free to give me a Give me a call or send me a text message. And again, my book, The Road to Real Estate Wealth, I 
you know, rental real estate, the power of renting properties is, uh, that's what gives you freedom. That's what gives you the ability to do what you want when you want it. And it is a business. It doesn't just magically happen. You need to keep in mind that you have to understand the business as a whole. You know, us as investors, we wear a lot of different hats. We need to understand a lot of things about real estate and and what does it take to be successful. And part of the hats that we have to wear as, as landlords is you need to have a good team, a good maintenance crew, because things come up, especially as you start accumulating more and more rental properties. Uh, the the concept to keep us free is to have people to call. You know, I always joke about, Morris, what happens if you have a problem in real estate? Well, if I have a problem, all I need to do is I want to be able to just write a check. I don't want to have to deal with the problem except, hey, how much is this going to cost? And just write a check. Have somebody handle it. And when you have good people on your Rolodex, good contractors, handymans, plumbers, electricians, people that understand how to work with investors. Because one of the secrets to being a successful real estate investor is working with vendors that understand the investment part of the business, vendors that speak your language. There is a lot of good contractors out there. Some contractors, contractors they specialize in pre-construction and brand new development and higher end stuff and there's contractors at all levels so making sure you find the right contractor for the right type of job that you're looking for you know rental properties are they need constant care you know these are your cash cows and you need to take care of them if you don't manage them right if you don't take care of them you're going to have problems and they're going to turn into a liability really quick now when you buy a good structured real estate deal. If you buy a property at, you know, 50,000 and it's going to make you, you know, 15% on your money and you want you can make that for the rest of your life, your kids' life, your grandkids' life. It's very it's it's very powerful. There are some rental properties I haven't been inside and looked at them in over 10 years, if you can imagine. I bought them once, I bought them right, but I do take care of them. There's been other people in them. It just wasn't me. <laughs> okay, I want to make sure that I diversify myself and get people um, to get things done for us. You know, technology and text messaging, uh, it's very powerful. Sometimes I can get things done just by sending a few text messages. So one thing I want to share with you guys is to get involved in the real estate business, there's a few things that are very important. And I'm going to sum it up for you real easy. A few things you need to keep in mind. To Some of the tools that you need in order to be a good, successful real estate investor, is, here it is right here. Number one, have a good plan. Know what you want to get out of the business. You know, are you looking to buy and sell? Are you looking to buy and rent? Are you looking to do a combination? What is your plan? What are you looking to get out of real estate? Because real estate is a very flexible vehicle, and it could work itself into your life. If you're already a businessman, if you're part-time, if you already have a full-time job, real estate is a business that can adjust itself and blend into your life. So what it is, what is it that you want to get out of the business? Are you looking for monthly cash flow? Are you looking to do flips? 
There's commercial, there's residential. There's a lot of things you can do in real estate. Real estate is a very big word. When somebody tells me they're in the real estate business, it doesn't mean we're doing the same thing. So keep in mind that you first have to understand what it is you want to get out of the business. Now, once you do that, once you know your plan, then who's going to be your team? You know, Who are you going to call upon? When you're looking to get involved, in other words, your your Rolodex is important. And your Rolodex has to be specific to the industry and the niche that you're looking for within the real estate business. Because real estate is about niches. You need to figure out where your niche is. And it took me about five years. All my first five years of my career, it took me a, that much time to realize where is my concentration, what is my expertise, and uh, I do middle to low income housing, um, and that that sentence took me about five years to kind of sum up. So, keeping in mind that you need to make sure you have the right team for the right niche, and that's the first part. Now you're either going to learn it yourself, or you're going to combine forces with somebody that's already doing it, and that's the best way to kind of save time. But you you have to make sure that. You figure out, first and foremost, what you want to get out of the business. Now, I speak to a lot of people. Of course, you can get into a lot of different parts in real estate, but the most important part that you need to understand is, first of all, what does a good deal look like? You want to have your core foundation of real estate investing. First and foremost is, wait a minute, I need to understand what is a good deal and how to distinguish good deals from bad because what I see a lot out there when I talk to people, I see them making a lot of bad decisions and buying the wrong kind of properties at the wrong prices because a lot of hearsay, a lot of wrong advice and bad advice, and sometimes that can come from their own realtors. You know, realtors are an important part of this business, and they give a lot of advice, and not every realtor has been trained and understand the investment part of this business. You know, I I am a mentor. I do a lot of mentorships. And uh, a student that spends two days with me would know a lot, a lot more about real estate investing than a realtor that's been in the business for 10 years because it is about niches. So you can grow and build a lot of different types of real estate, but it, you, you, you cannot start – it's like – People get into the business, and, I, and I've spoken to investors where they first deal they've ever done. They've never done anything before. They go into a foreclosure auction, or they do a tax deed, or they buy land, and they do something that's complicated. And I say, my God, it's like you don't you got to crawl, walk, jog, sprint. It's not advantageous to just get on the track and start sprinting. You need to understand the process. Real estate is about information. It's about knowledge. It's about having a good understanding, um, first and foremost, what does a good deal look like? You know, once you understand how to structure deals, identify them, put them together, you could start building and go about buying in more complicated ways. There's a lot of different ways to buy and there's a lot of different ways to um, get involved in the real estate business. But um if you guys are interested in a free copy of my book, The Road to Real Estate Wealth, I um, break down a lot of what it takes to be an investor. I broke down the book into three sections. 
My first part is the many hats of real estate. When I teach you about all the different hats you need to have, I call my first part of my book sort of like the job description. If you had to describe what it took to be a real estate investor, this first section of my book is very powerful. The second part of my book is the case studies, and I think that's the part that really separates my book from the average because everything I talk about, everything I teach comes from experience, and my book is no different. So the second part, I take 12 deals that I've done that I thought were most interesting, and I tell you about these deals from beginning to end, almost like in a story format. And at the end of every single section, every single case study, I tell you what I've done right and wrong with that transaction to give you as much practical feel as possible. And the third part of my book are forms and charts and organizational tools to help you in your business. And these are not fill in the contract forms. These are specific tools that I've developed personally over hundreds of transactions to help you become as efficient and organized. Because I always tell all my students, what's the most important asset we have? And that's time. Time is our biggest asset. What you did this morning, what you did today at lunch, it's over with. So having a good understanding of the important aspects of every part of real estate and knowing how to do things in order of importance because there's a lot to understand. There's a lot of moving parts. And as long as you understand what the objectives are in every step of the way, you're going to be okay. You know, it's having a having a understanding of what the objective is in every process and every step of the investing process because to buy and sell real estate you got the the analyzing the acquisition the actual buying the renovation the marketing there is there is about 11 steps that goes through to 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 see a transaction from beginning to end and i go through those steps a lot when i when i teach and mentor because when you do, when you're done and when you understand the, those 11 steps then you're going to have a much clearer understanding in how to put deals together. The rest is about taking action and getting sharper and getting more accurate about what you're doing and getting better at it. So I'm just about out of time. I tried to cram so much today. I mean, trying to explain the Section 8 process, investing and goals, and just a lot. I hope you guys were able to absorb as much as I can cram in 25 minutes. But if you if you like what you hear, if you like a free copy of my book, uh Send me a text message at 305-525-3540. Again, that's 305-525-3540. This is Morris Vonish with the Real Estate Mentor Show. i like to give a shout-out to Scott and David. These are great guys, one of my best friends, and um, and this is what it's about, being able to be on the beaches in the world with your friends because real estate's about freedom. So here's the freedom, here's the real estate. This is Morris Vonish with the Real Estate Mentor Show. I am out. Oh,